Welcome to CarePod, a safe place to educate, inspire, and renew the caregiver. Listen in with our host, Dr. Kipley Bell, as she interviews different experts along the caregiving journey. So this is a very, very special podcast to me. I'm so thankful to have this guest with her, with us in the CarePod audience. It's interesting because we've never really formally met. I just happened to be in the audience to hear her story and was so moved uh, as a part of a panel discussion that I was a part of that I'm just really very excited to share her story and her journey with our audience. Uh, so this is welcome to the CarePod audience, Ray Janine Stevens. Thank you so much for being here. Yes. Oh, my honor. My honor and privilege. Yes. So I'm going to let Ray Janine share her story, but just briefly, we're going to air this tomorrow. We're right at the tail end, literally the last day of October, Breast Cancer Awareness. And I held our weekly airing of our podcast on Mondays so that I could release her episode today. So I'm just, it's just such a a story of inspiration and what she's gone through personally as uh, someone who has now survived breast cancer. And also not a testimony, that's a testimony in and of itself. But then in, in addition, she has through the journey of the caregiver experience. So welcome. I'm going to stop chatting. I'm going to let you kind of tell your story briefly and um, just share your your life circumstance. Sure. And it's going to be very brief with that too. So uh, of course, as you already know, I I was diagnosed with breast cancer and I found my breast cancer myself. It was the day before Father's Day, um, 2015. I had, um, I, I was caring for my mother. So I was actually, this is my truth. I was, um, this, this gentleman I was seeing, he invited me out on a date. And I remember, um, I always, my, my, what I always did was I came home from work. I made sure my mom was taken care of. I really didn't take much time for myself. So the fact that I had an opportunity to go out on a date, we were going to go out to dinner and have a good time. And when I left that night, I felt guilty. Because my mom, you know, I get a little bit of guilt, you know, okay, what time are you coming back? What time? Yeah, are you yeah. Back? <laughs> and the whole time, okay, you, are you from, okay, you get it, right? Uh, yeah, I get it. <laughs> so the whole time I'm checking in, texting with her, making sure she's okay. So I remember the next day, um, the next morning I woke up and I called my cousin. It was a Saturday morning, like I always do on a Saturday morning. I remember saying to Wanda, I just had, you know, telling her about the date and we're laughing and talking. I was like, I really actually got out and took some time for me. And I remember going like this and touching my chest over we're laughing. And that's when I felt the lump. Wow. And I remember saying to her, I said, let me call you back. Didn't tell her what happened. I remember going in the bathroom and I'm, you know, touching and I'm feeling it. I felt the lump. And it was so significant that I could not even ignore it. I knew it was something. Wow. And wow. I, I kept thinking to myself, why did I never see this before? How come I never felt this before? But I seemed to find out it was, it was triple negative breast cancer, very aggressive, um, I would also find out I had the BRCA gene. And during this whole time of me first finding out that I had uh, found the lump, I'm going to backtrack a little bit. I just started a brand new job. Didn't have any health benefits. I was, because um, you know how when you first start a position, right? You have to wait 90 days. I was Correct. 60 days. Yeah. So now what am I going to do? I have to now find out what's going on with my body. How am I going to get this covered? 
how am I going to get the time off to get this done as well? And I couldn't tell my mother because I didn't want her to worry, right? I'm caregiving. I'm caring about, I'm caring for my mother. I'm the one taking care of her, not her taking care of me, right? Yeah. So all of that going on, um, the stress of MD Anderson calling me, you know, their um, nurse calling me for my appointments, I'm ignoring the calls because to me, I felt something, but in my mind, I'm healthy, I'm okay. And I did not want to lose my job. You know, so I just had recently purchased my home in 2013, two years prior to bring my mom with me. So I was scared of losing it all. So that's kind of how wow. my journey. Yeah. So there's, there's two profound things in that story, just in that brief, you know, way that you shared your story. One is the, the importance of the self-breast exam. Yeah. You know, I, I, as a clinician, it bothers me when I feel I find it to be irresponsible for, you know, organizations to put out there. It's, it's not really needed. We don't have to right. do self-breast exams. Um, so just in that, and then the second portion of that is just even now I have a friend who's 50 caregiving, and I believe the stress of caregiving, she had a stroke 50. She can't speak, she can understand uh, aphasic stroke, you know, business entrepreneur, beautiful future, right. everything. And it has a long journey ahead as well. So now in hindsight, you just have this beautiful life. You have survived it. What would you say to the caregiver who's caring, right? That is kind of walking that journey, worried about mom, pops, and really, really, frankly, doesn't have the time at times to uh, think of their own health care. Is there anything that you would say to that person then or to those of us in in the CarePod audience that may be be pausing now hearing your your story? And, and, And so for me, I had to understand that prior to my diagnosis, you know, of course, I had things I was dealing with within myself. You know, and, and sometimes as women, it's hard. You know, we're always focusing on the next move, the next thing, the next thing we're going to do. And I, and for me, I was just at that moment and, and right around that time, just really coming into my own self and starting to love me, right? And to learn how to take care of me. And so I had not even fully understood the importance of self-care. I was going from working to taking care of my mother, working, to move, trying to move up the corporate ladder, right? Because that's what we're supposed to do. And we can do it all, right? Mm, mm, so, mm. so so for what I would tell somebody is this, because what I didn't understand was when I backtracked and look at some of this, as far as me um, having the, the cancer, stress. Yeah. Because stress I, was a major factor for to, just from my own research and from what I'm, I've been told, as far as having that really come on and appear as fast as it did, right? With the cancer. Um because, you know, if I had the, and I have the BRCA gene, so I've always had the gene, but if I look back at that season in my life, it was very stressful. And so the importance, even if we don't, even if you don't do it for yourself, even if you don't feel a love for yourself to say, I'm going to take the self-care, I'm going to take the time for myself. You, if you're not, if you're not okay, you can't take care of your loved one. Right. So you have to make sure you're okay. So that's my, that, make sure at all costs. Even if it's something, and so I always thought the self-care meant, you know, go to the spa or you get your nails done. It's something different for everybody. It can just be grounding, walking, you know, on, on the earth, you know, just nature, just having yeah. that, driving, going to the grocery store, 
to get the grocery <laughs> yes, and make the detour still. to sit in the parking lot and just yeah. kind of, you know, and just meditate and just listen to some music before you go back home, you know, into that, you know, to the same environment. So I just say, take the time and take, and take that time. Meditation. Time Absolutely. Yes. My relationship yes. with God, was, was, it, it is still significant. It's, it's important because I had to have that relationship because I know if, if even when I couldn't see myself, I know he saw me, he saw me. And I would always ask him to open, show, show me, give me this, give me the strength, tell, give me what I need to keep going another day. Because what happens is also with the anxiety, it can be depression. I can, I, I, I can, I can be honest with and say that that was my story, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, I had to really take some time and I had to talk to someone um, when I, and I wrote in my book about when I started speaking, uh, I started seeing a, psych a psychiatrist actually, because caregiving and even I didn't get to that point yet, but even my mom then getting cancer soon after and having to prepare her to go to glory. Wow. Right? So all wow. of that, all so of you're that. Facing, you're facing her mortality and yours at the same time. At the same time. Yeah. So I went through the cancer yes. and then birth, um, went through chemo, um, got the, you know, of course, when you, because I have the BRCA gene, it can come back at, you know, it, it can come back at any time. But right. so I'm always thinking in my mind, but then I when my mother, um, when she was diagnosed and soon after a few years later, you know, I didn't know it was almost as if I think for both of us, it was denial because it was denial because I didn't want to believe that she was going to be going through the same th going through or could go through at her age, what I went through. Right. And I think I also felt though when I went, when I was diagnosed in my mind, I feel like I took the hit. For everyone mm. else, mm. you tell yourself things to keep your to, to to keep yourself going, right? To make it right. okay, to make it okay. Yeah. So, so how do you live now? I, I, so I did mention earlier that Rajanine is the author of "And What If You Live," mm -hmm. and "What <laughs> If You Live." She has a website called "AndWhatIfYouLive dot com," and just to ponder that alone. How mm -hmm. how are you living now? What does life look like now mm -hmm. uh, to kind of revisit those same themes, how you manage mm -hmm. stress, how you get still, how you remind friends and family to institute self-care, health care maintenance, et cetera? Right. And so um, I actually, after writing the book and, and a little actually before that, after my mom um, went to glory. I knew that my life had to, I had to walk in purpose because I, I, there's no way that a lot. And again, we're just talking about a little portion of, of what, what it was like right? Um, in, in my journey, because I also, we didn't talk about being adopted. My biological mother also passed away of cancer at the same time when I was diagnosed. Right. So it was a lot that I dealt with, but I, and I, I mean, I, 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 I know that nothing got, whatever we go through, I know for me, I know for me, for me, it's about, it's for purpose. It's for purpose. And I wanted people to know. And, and, and when I went through this journey, I knew there were unmet needs there was the, that I, at the time when I went through, when I, when I rung the bell, I, I tell people all the time when I rung the bell, I felt nothing. Mm. You know, when you ring the bell, you're supposed to you get your certificate, you're supposed to be, oh, thank you. And I'm so, I remember that day and, and, and seeing people getting, walking past people who are like your family, right? Because you're getting chemo with them every, every other day. And um, they're like, great, you know, yay. And, and you know, they're, and they're looking at me because, and I felt guilty because they would probably want to be in my, where I'm going to this, bring this bell. 
and they're still getting chemo. And some some are um, terminal. They're you know they're they're fighting for their lives. They have children. They have family. And I I remember going to ring the bell, and, and I and my friend who was with me, my sister, I call, my my sister friend, she said, "How do you feel? You know, do you feel good? I get." And I'm like, "That I feel nothing. I felt numb." And mm. I knew I felt that way because no one addresses the trauma that happens because right. right I thought I have the BRCA gene. Uh, I had to t- um, have preventative surgery because of, of having the gene. I had to have um, a hysterectomy, went through instant menopause. I lost my um, breast. I lost my teeth. My eyesight changed. Um, so I can't, I never had children. I was doing the godly thing. I'm going to wait until I'm going to, you know, my husband. Yeah, yeah. My husband yeah, yeah. And, my family. and so, you know, I'm waiting, right? And that never happened. I'm looking at God like, okay, God. Now, I yeah. thought I, I, I took care of my parents. I, I've done the right things. And so now this, so all of these things, I just mentioned a few. Um, and 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 so when you go, and also we don't talk about too, when you get a, a hyster, hysterectomy, you go through instant menopause. Right. I didn't have a chance right. to graduate. So all, everything that comes along with that, the depression. And the, the emotional change, the the extremes, exactly. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm sitting here with no hair, no breast. I can't have children. I'm ringing up and I'm supposed to be, you know, and every, you know, and, and I had, I'm going home to care for my mother who now, and God bless her at that time, you know, that old school, you know, it's like, you know, my job is to take care of her, not for her to take care of me. Yeah. 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 Even though, you know, and and, and her loving that old school love is, you know, you'll be okay. You know, you'll be Mm. okay. But she, she meant well. She was trying to be encouraging, but I'm sitting here like I'm falling apart. Yeah, falling apart. you know. So uh, after going through all of that, I, I mentioned to someone. I said, you know, I was talking to uh, someone. I said, you know, and you know, and, and what if I die? And they said, and what if you live? And what if you live? And that's when I started using my pain for purpose, right? And so I wanted to encourage others to know that they're seen, um, their journey matters, and that God has a plan for their life. And so, but so I beautiful. It, it literally is chills. There are so many people that would have fallen into the pit of bitterness and resentment and anger. And, you know, you are awe inspiring, really. You really are, especially being in the know and knowing all that patients in, in that circumstance go through. So you said that that pain had to have purpose. It had to find its way. Uh, do you feel like you're still finding that purpose? Are you even in the midst of inspiring others? Uh, do you feel that you've achieved that? Uh, where are you along that contin- uh, that continuum? Right. So, so, so from that came, of course, the book in our the nonprofit, my five our five hundred one c three. But it's so fun you would bring that up because um, I, I started coaching someone and she's going to be speaking at our walk walk for for, the, for a purpose on Saturday. She's going to be speaking. But a, a young lady, she came to me and she um, was referred to me. She she received the book while she was going through chemo. Someone gave it to her. She read the wow. book. Wow. She reached out to me for coaching, and we, we and we, we you know we went through a little coaching um, a couple a few sessions and. Um, her cancer, she was, she went through chemo, was fine for two months and she reached out to me and she told me her cancer came back. And I, you know, and I'm hearing that and her coming to me for support and to be able to, you know, to, and of course we pray because that's part of, I'm very transparent. I'm a Christian. That's what I Absolutely. do. I pray. So we we prayed. And, and so um, she's going to tell her own journey on Saturdays. I don't want to give too much on that, but that to me, I think, 
um, was a trigger. Mm. That was Mm -hmm. a trigger for me. Mm -hmm. And so uh, again, I'm showing the strong face because I'm I'm, I'm to be a support. Right. That was a trigger for me because not only did I get to know this person, it also, and and you feel guilty too because you think about yourself too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It could come back to me as well. Yes, 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 yes. Let's go shopping. Check out impactfulcaregiving.store. There, you will find everything from assisted devices to comfort care items and even tech to support your aging loved one and relieve a little caregiver stress along the way. Yes, yes. So how do you walk through each day not allowing that thought to enter in? to guide your, your day to day? How do you block that fear, mm-hmm. if you will, of the cancer returning and still being, you know, still being this beacon of light, uh, despite the pain that you've gone through for mm-hmm. so many people? Right. So it actually starts at night because whenever I lay my head to go to bed, it's, it's prayer, but it's also grateful. I have, um, a, and this is, and every, people who are close to me, they know this. I have a, a, a book at, um, on my nightstand. And in it, I have on there the things I'm grateful for, the things I'm thankful for, the things, me asking God, you know, you know, I always, and I, so that's how I go to, that's how I go to, I lay my head down at night with, with a grateful, grateful spirit and also asking him, his will be done in my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know who he has for me to touch or who, you know, it could be anyone. I just always want to be available to be used by him. You know, yes. so I go, go to sleep with a grateful heart, thankful, and also thankful of the journey. Sometimes when we go through things, we can always look at the things that happen to us, but I always try to look at it, what happened for me, right? Mm. What happened for me? Because mm. it has me here for a purpose. God has me here for a reason. So I go to bed with a grateful heart. When I wake up in the morning, I'm thankful. I'm thankful. And again, I ask him to leave my day. I also, um, I journal and I, I, I try to all make sure not only am I walking a purpose for others, but for myself, I'm doing right for myself. I do CrossFit. I go to the gym. I work out because I have to have a routine and a schedule to keep me on track. Because if I don't do that, if I don't do something for myself, I can get in a place where I'm just like, you know, I'm not stagnant. Me. Right. Yeah. Right. I, I'm not right. Me. So working mm-hmm. out. And also, I always tell people a, a vitamin regimen. You know, sometimes we don't talk about like, you know, um, herbal you know know, absolutely uh, organic plant-based exactly so you know as far as my vitamin regimen and it it took me a while because like I said when I rung the bell no one told me these things the importance of what to do next so Mm. when 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 I'm coaching I explain as far as the importance of vitamin d magnesium for your you know when when you go through debris for feeling down how that's this you you know what I mean my vitamin regimen so I try to, to do my vitamin regimen daily as far as my food, I'm not trying to say I'm perfect with this, but I try to be more plant-based because see, here, my, my thing is this, I don't know when he's going to call me home. Mm-hmm. So I don't even look at the time of um, now it can come back. I look at while I'm here, let me make the most of my now. I try And to the proper choices. Yeah. The proper choice and being present every day. Yeah. I want to be present. Yeah. So what's life now? Are you dating? Are you... What are you doing for fun? Right. You know, so how I, are you? So, you know. I do. So I, I, so I date, and, it's, and this took a while too. And I even put in my in, in my book. When you go through surgery, so now you're, you know, my body's marked up, right? So you know, I'm not the same. I'm not the same person I, I was before. 
Um, my mom, I, I, I laid her to rest in 2021. So now, you know, it's just me and I'm still getting into my new normal. Yeah, I'm still. still. I'm, I'm and, still the, and the trauma of COVID, the trauma of COVID yeah. alone still for many. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, you yeah, know, um, I, I, I do date, um, but I'm enjoying getting to know me again. You know, what do, you know, because everything was about, you know, uh, my mother. It really yes. is. Yeah, it's about yeah. What, what are her needs and what's important to her, and I and I would do it all over again. I would do it all over again. So now, trying to really see what's important to me, like the, the book, the nonprofit, I'm trying to focus on that piece of it. And yeah, yeah, but it's just me. As far as I go, I'm still learning me. I really, I can say, I can say to you today that I love me. I can, I can, I can tell you that I'm walking in purpose, and I can tell you I'm okay with not knowing what tomorrow brings. And trust that God. is so he beautiful has a plan for my future. He has a plan for my future. I can tell you that part. Uh, that mm. is so beautiful. And you know, it's re it's, I share that with you, the getting still the journaling, I really get to actually read something that is not clinical, but when I can pleasure read uh, all of these modalities kind of help build our soul and remind us of what's important you know, mm -hmm. so I, I just think it's so important to put that out there that, you know, we're all, we've all got something and sharing that, uh, you know, transparency really helps move others. And like mm -hmm. I said, I was in the audience just to hear, or, you know, on that panel that day mm -hmm. to was... hear the step-by-step, -step. I mean, this, I, I'm not even doing justice for our CarePod audience to say how your story and life moved the room and specifically how God shifted the atmosphere from mm -hmm. titles and this and pomp and circumstance mm -hmm. to, you know, the journey that, that is your life and it is a testimony to his grace. So I, mm -hmm. I, for one, am, am uh, one of your biggest fans and just so, oh, no. so, 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 so uh, blessed to, to have heard your story. Absolutely. I was just talking to yeah. Melanie. You met, remember Mel Melanie Adams and she worked for the company um, and, and, and how I, we talked about how when I was going through the day they were going to let me go, they were going to, to let me go that day. And um, I remember sitting there and asking God, I said, God, I, need, I, I can't do this and I'm tired. And I was kind of sneaking to appointments and going back and forth. And I just, I think I had just told my mother, I had just told her, but I was hiding it from her for two months. She wow. So I was hiding it from, I was living a double life. I wasn't telling my job. I wasn't telling my I'm trying to go to work early, you, you know, make my appointments early. And, and but the day that um I had to get the biopsy done and they had the bandage on me, right? And I still was exhausted. I was, I was tired. And um, I still went into work that day because they had to, had to do a second biopsy. And um, just sitting there and asking God, D -d -d God, I need you. And knowing what was about to happen, I felt in my spirit. And mm -hmm. how that day um, she came out of the office and she didn't want to come out to talk to me because someone else was supposed to be meeting with me to actually, I think, let me go that day. And he had went back to Maryland. And how she came out that day because she said the Holy Spirit told her to get up and come talk to me. And then when she, they took me to the, the conference room and for her to have the conversation and see the blood coming through the bandage, through my shirt, you know, the, and, and when I was telling her what I was going through and, and from that moment on, everything just, my disability kicked in. It was, everything just ran smoothly. 
and I had all my surgeries and I still had a job to come back to, right? And how today she's now president of the nonprofit, my nonprofit and What If You Live. So yeah, I just, it's just I just, so beautiful. It's so yeah, beautiful. One piece of the journey, right? And yeah. And it's so I, important there yeah. because, you know, it, it we're not in competition, you know? Mm-hmm. Like it's so important for us as women to say, hey, how can I be of help? How yeah. can I uplift what you're doing? You know, what you're doing is important. Your space in this world, what God has for you to do is important. So right. that moved me greatly. That yeah, moved the me greatly. Yeah. And, and the responsibility of power and yeah. position uh, yeah. that she exercised in that moment. Uh, and mm-hmm. then to now for you to to come full circle to have her mm-hmm. lead the organization Bless. is just it's Bless. it's amazing it's amazing Bless. it's amazing I, it's amazing I, I think and and that's what I, I guess I want to make sure people you know anyone who's watching this knows what your today looks like is not necessarily what your tomorrow is going to be if I was in that moment and just felt like okay so everything around me was nothing was light there was nothing was light around me. And every day I was getting up every day, living a lie and going to appointments, going to work, showing up exhausted, coming home and acting like everything was fine. And all I did that, that I I, I trusted God in it all. And Yolanda Adams and her, with my best friend, the, 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 but, but, but I know in that moment when I, I never forget sitting in that seat in that conference room Mm -hmm. and saying to and asking God, just, you know, God, I need you to step in because I'm tired. I'm, I'm tired. And I just encourage anyone who's going through a diagnosis or you're going through something that's kind of just like, you know, I don't, I don't know what, I don't know if I can make it tomorrow. I can't, you know, just, just have that conversation, give it to God, give it yeah. to him. And that and, it's, and okay. it's okay. It's okay to say, it's okay I'm not, not okay. okay. Right. I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. This is too much for me. This is yes. a lot. Yes. It's a lot. Yes, it's a lot. Yes. Even today, I'm honest with myself. Um, it, even getting up every day and some, you know, it, there's days that I really just, I, I don't want to, to move. I, I can't, you know, and I have to, yeah. just to, and to be honest with myself and say, okay, you know what? It's not a good day. It's not a good day, but this doesn't mean that at 12 noon is not going to be a better day. It doesn't mean, right. But right now I can be okay. Sometimes I, you know, if you go to work, you have to do your go to work or do your you know your job. But but if you, if you're able to take that time and say, you know, this is not good for me. I, I need I need a moment. Take your moment. Take that Absolutely. Time. Absolutely. And don't feel guilty about it. You can't feel guilty about it. And I think that I learned that I was always a go getter. Always, I gotta do. I gotta go. I gotta do. And I'm I'm strong. I'm strong. And I didn't take just because of what I you know I'm, I'm I still consider myself strong. But guess what? I'm a, it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. It's about yes. but, you know. But I yeah. see. And I, it's a I'm, matter I'm, of your own pace, your, yeah. your pace, how yeah. you pace My that pace. stress. Be true to myself. To myself be true. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So any final word for, for the CarePod audience? Those, I think, again, you know, acknowledging your overwhelm, surrendering, giving thanks. These are the themes that I hear when hearing your story. So empowered. Please pick up her book. And what if you live? Tell me the byline. And what okay, if you live? A journey, a journey from surviving to thriving. Divine yes. appointment, volume one. And throughout, 
Melanie was one of my divine appointments for this, this divine appointments throughout the whole journey that shows that God had never left me. Wow. And he was always he was with me the entire time for a time such as this, right? Yes. For times such yes. As for for so, the woman that is going to speak on Saturday that needed yeah, to hear yeah. your, your story. Exactly. I mean, exactly. it just continues. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I, thank I, you I, so much. Yes, no absolutely. Worries. Go ahead. Go ahead. I think what I want to make sure, and I, I think that um, something that I went through and I wanted to make sure that people know is and, and, and understand, give yourself grace. And I think about my relationship with my mother and I love her and miss her dearly. But even through that relationship that, you know, sometimes you can get overwhelmed or you might, I, I know there's certain times my mom, I'll never forget um, the, the church family wanted to come over and visit me and I had just lost all my hair and had gotten a tooth extraction and, and she said, they're going to come over. And I said, mom, no, I, you know, I don't want them to come over. And I remember, um, I said, mommy's supposed to be my advocate. You, you tell them it's not a good time for me. And I remember her saying this. And, it, and, and again, she said, it's not my job to take care of you. You're supposed to be taking care of me. Mm. And I say that because nothing to, to slight my mother at all. But you have to give grace because in her, she, she, in her mind, she needed to be felt like she was okay. And when we, when she came back and my mom, you know, that again, my mom was older. So she really, the word apology, we didn't, it wasn't like apology, yeah. you know, but she came back. I'll never forget that evening, that Sunday evening, she came back to me and she said, I, I, Janine, you know, she called me by my middle name, Janine. I, I'm sorry. She said, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. And just things when you go, when you're caring for a loved one, just things you might say, or you might think, and then you feel guilty. It's okay. Give yourself grace. Give your, your loved one grace. Because mm -hmm. we, this is something, this is hard. It's hard work, right? Yeah. And we have yeah. to be honest about our feelings. And in that yeah. moment, that's how he felt, you know? And mm -hmm. I understood, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So that's all I wanted to say. Just give, just yeah. give yourself Absolutely. Yeah. And hard in the context of, you know, the way we've made it hard, I guess. Like, it, it really perplexes me, all the technology, all the areas of convenience, all of the things that we have in this current day and age versus those that we're caring for didn't necessarily have, yet right. their, their stress was different, yet right. our right. stress is our own as well, and kind of acknowledging that, acknowledging right. that, yeah, the importance of, of that, and the, the importance of a tribe. So. Uh, it sounds like you have an amazing village as well, which is I'm very thankful. Yes, that that's that's clutch. That's clutch. <laughs> yes. Well, you have definitely going to end this month on a high note for many people in our audience. And again, I'm so thankful that you joined the CarePod audience. Tell us how to get your book. Tell us. Uh, so sure. it's at whatifyoulive.com, uh, Amazon, any other uh, areas? Right, right. So um, um, for and what if you live, because that's the 501c3 nonprofit, um, if you go there, you can gift a book. And oh, so what nice. we're doing now, we partner with MD Anderson. So we've been going to MD Anderson and other cancer centers throughout the Delaware Valley. So if you go there, you can gift a book. And we actually hand deliver the books. We go to the cancer centers and hand them out. Right. I, I realized that. What I needed when I was going through was some encouragement and something when I'm sitting there I can read. 
And um, so that's what we're doing now. So you can gift a book at andwhatifyoulive.com. And then if you go to rayjanestevens.com, you can actually purchase. You can purchase the book there. Love um, that. Also Amazon and also Barnes & Noble. But if you go to rayjanestevens.com, you get a signed copy. Love there. that. So spell your name for our audience. We're an international sure. podcast. So spell it just so we can make sure everyone gets, gets sure. to you. Sure. It's R-A-Y-J-A-N-E-E-N-S-T-E-V-E-N-S. RayJanineStevens.com. Beautiful. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. So happy to have you. Thank you again. Great information right from the source. For more information on how to care give like a boss, check out impactfulcaregiving.com. Want to be a guest on the show? Contact us at carepod at impactfulcaregiving.com.